run and close the bathroom door Cause all we need is a razor and some cream You and me and a couple of blades We'll have smooth skin tonight Baby, shave tonight Let's get that beard all gone Too much stubble Let's get that hair all gone Shave tonight Your mustache is too long Too much stubble Let's get that beard all gone Hey friends, welcome to Nathan for Us and Nathan for You podcast My name is Kelly And hi, I'm Megan And today we are talking about one of the most iconic capers or bits, I guess, is the better description in all of Nathan for You. We're talking season two, episode five, question mark? Yes, it's five. (laughs) Season two, episode five, dumb Starbucks. Woo woo. We made it. So if you're playing the drinking game, drink coffee. Yeah, this one has so many things going on. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm chuffed to bits that we get to talk about it. Before we start, what's your go-to Starbucks order? Okay, I have two general Starbucks orders. They could be defined as winter and summer, but really they mix and mingle a lot. Mainly, one of my orders is kind of expensive, and if my boyfriend's picking up Starbucks, he refuses to get it. So then I default to the other one. <laughs> what? He, wait, yeah. he puts his foot down on a certain order? Yeah. So you can get a chai tea latte with a shot of espresso. and yeah, like a dirty milk. chai. Yeah, dirty chai with like soy or almond milk. So it's like seven or eight bucks. And he's like, that's stupid to pay for coffee. So that's the order I'll get um, if I'm just paying for it or like if I can get him to do it anyway. Um, or I get just like an iced coffee with some like sugar-free vanilla syrup and a little bit of almond milk, something like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although your fiance had turned me on to like their cold brew. Oh yeah. He's very good. He's a big fan of the nitro cold brew. Yeah. That's his jam. Yeah. So that's also very good. Yeah, the nitro cold brew is good. I usually just get, I'm so boring. I always just get like an almond milk latte, or I guess now they have oat milk. I haven't been to Starbucks in ages, just uh, due to the pandemic mostly, and purchasing an espresso machine for myself. So, yeah, yeah, I have a bunch of coffee makers too, far too many. Um, like both of my parents got me one, and then I had gotten. <laughs> One for Connor that's, like, completely separate. So we have, like, a fancy coffee maker that does, like, the foamed milk and espresso and all that. We have an espresso and we have, like, the pour over. And then a lot of what I've been drinking is just, like, instant coffee, to be honest. (laughs) What? (laughs) With all of those gadgets, you still get instant coffee? Well, so there's this cute little shop on the main street near our place. And there's, like, a little Vietnamese coffee shop that has, like, this fancy instant coffee that's actually really tasty. And so sometimes I put the instant coffee into, like, my protein shake in the morning to make it, like, a mocha one. So <laughs> it's actually very good if you add instant coffee to whatever protein drink you're you're having. I have done cold brew with protein drink, and that yeah, is quite good. that's or super like, good. Yeah, just, like, an iced shot of espresso mm-hmm. Yeah, the protein drink. The gym I used to go to before COVID, they they had, like, all the drinks at the front. And so, like, 
once every two weeks or something. Or if I had to go early in the morning, I'd like get myself. There's, I think it was called like a funky monkey or something. And it had like cold brew in it. So it was really good. So that inspired me. But I guess the main point of all this, to go back to Connor complaining about my order, is he just gets like the plainest coffee. He'll just get like a coffee with cream and sugar. So it'll be like a buck or two. So that's why he's just like, this is silly. But like he should be passing that savings on then. If he's only spending a dollar and you're spending seven or eight dollars, then I feel like it evens out to like yeah. each of you spending four fifty or whatever. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. He'll still get me coffee and stuff. He just complains a little bit about <laughs> how expensive it is. But that's fine. I wish we knew Nathan's order. He doesn't talk about it in this episode. I feel like he's probably like a black coffee kind of guy. I don't know. I feel like he'd want sugar and cream. I feel like he'd want a double-double. Oh, a double-double? for I, those think, who... I think he'd be a Canadian. Yeah, he, that is very Canadian. For anyone who doesn't know, a double-double is a very Canadian drink here. It's literally just like a normal black coffee, but then you have two creams and two sugars added in, and it's called a double-double. It's very famous. Because we're so sweet. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> so this episode, you know, Dumb Starbucks, it's just one bit throughout the entire thing it opens up with a very iconic scene we have all of these news outlets which are covering something called dumb starbucks and we very quickly learn that this is all due to nathan and the nathan for you show so we're introduced to elias zacklin who's the owner of the helio cafe in east hollywood the helio cafe is a little bit of like a hipster spot. Definitely somewhere that I'm sure Meg and I would go to grab a cup of coffee if we were in the neighborhood. Um, They don't have a menu. They don't really have like brand recognition. They're just really all about the coffee. Yeah, I wrote that they're edgy. They're edgy. (laughs) We (laughs) really like edgy spots. Yeah. (laughs) If like the walls are white and there are plants everywhere, we'd probably go. That's true. I did notice that, like, they didn't have a menu, but they do have a lot of, like, snack foods on the counter. So I was like, well, you know, they're not that edgy. It's not like they literally only sell coffee. Like, they're still s- selling some snacks, too. It'd be so hard to make money owning a shop that, like, only sells, like, pour-over coffee. I'm sure there's places that do it. I could I could see it being a thing. There is, like, a coffee tasting bar here kind of close to me where you can just go in and like taste the different coffee beans and I don't think they have any food. Uh what's it called? Pilot. It- oh, okay, no. It's the Pilot Tasting Bar. It's like where the roastery is too. Yeah, my mom's really into Pilot. There's another place, I forget what it's called. I think the word greens in it, which is not helpful to anyone. Oh, here. the green beanery. Um it's like when you're going from your house to the highway you pass merchants by of yes green yes <laughs> <laughs> that yeah <laughs> so i did um coffee like tasting there and it was pretty good except for we went in the winter and they hosted it in their upstairs floor and oh, yes, the jam factory i almost had my wedding there there were cracks in the windows like just big gaping holes so it was so, so cold. And we're all there in our jackets, like, shaking. 
And things got better once they gave us warm coffee. But for the whole time that they went into like this in-depth history of like coffee and where it's from and like the meaning and the beans, we're all just like shaking so miserable being like, why did we do this? Because there's strangers near us and we're all just shaking being like, this was a mistake. (laughs) That's so bizarre. Yeah, I I only have been there in the summer, so I didn't know they had holes in the windows. It's ridiculous. It was significantly better once we had a hot drink, which they should have just given out first, but it was so cold. I went there because they were doing like a wedding, like a mini show. They had all their vendors there and we were considering holding our wedding there. So we went to this random thing and it was the best. Like anyone who is getting married or even if you're not getting married, but you just have like a nice ring that you could wear as an engagement ring. You should definitely hit up these weird like wedding shows because we got so many free cocktails and we just got to like walk around and eat all these snacks. And there was a guy there whose whole shtick was that he was like the magician bartender or something. <gasps> Tell and me so more. He, <laughs> yeah. So he, I can't believe I've never told you is about he this. Single? <laughs> I don't know. I I could probably find his card. But so he was like, yeah, I can either make you a drink or do a magic trick. And I was like, but <laughs> I would like do both. both. <laughs> I was like, you're the magician bartender. You need to do give me a drink and do a magic trick. And he made me like a nice old fashioned like it was good. But the magic trick was so like haphazard. And I think it's because he was mad that I asked him to do both. I think is an old fashioned your favorite drink? Uh, probably it's up there. Mm-hmm. I'm like a 50 year old man. <laughs> 50 year old businessman. I love a good old fashioned. You're like the only 50-year-old businessman I'm a big fan of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds so fun. Although, as much as you're saying like, haha, put on a fake ring, go get free stuff. How many times have I told Colin to do a fake proposal and you literally have never once done it to get free stuff? So Kelly and Colin got engaged like very much in private where no one was around (laughs) to cheer for them and buy them stuff. So they have never benefited from getting engaged in a monetary way from strangers, (laughs) which is really key, I think, (laughs) when that happens, right? (laughs) If anyone would like to (laughs) send us free things, uh, you can slide into my DMs um, to celebrate us being engaged, you know. Which is brand new. Three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So new. Totally did not happen forever ago. Yeah, I just feel like it would be fun to watch. I But the thing is, if I saw a couple get engaged, I don't think I'd send them stuff. You would expect the facility that they're at to kind of take care of that. Yeah, I think if you get engaged like at a restaurant or something, I'm mm-hmm. sure that they like give you a free cake or something at like least, that. At least dessert. Probably a little champagne. Yeah. Probably some, some bubbly. Some bubbly. <laughs> but... Yeah, we didn't do it anywhere public, sadly. So, yes, we meet Elias. He's a hipster. Seems like a nice guy, though. Um, But so Nathan's whole thing with the Helio Cafe is that it's really hard to go up against brand recognition. So he suggests that, well, why don't we create a new store or rebrand your store so that it is essentially Starbucks and people think it's Starbucks but we're going to call it dumb Starbucks. The way we're going to do that is that under parody law, you're able to use trademarked or copywritten material as long as you're making fun of it. And he cites SNL as weird Al, and Weird Al as two 
different people and a show that does this. Are you a big fan of either of these artists, you know, the the SNL crew or Weird Al? I mean, I have heard of both. I've listened slash watched both. They're fine. I feel like Weird Al was like super fun and funny in like elementary school. Like, I feel like my friends and I would sing like there are some songs where I only know the Weird Al version of the lyrics. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Weird Al fan. You know, Amish Paradise, pretty good. Eat It is a classic. Um, I feel like I used to be really into SNL and I have not watched SNL in probably like 10 years. Well, mainly I pretty much don't watch anything that's on TV since yeah. like leaving my parents' house in high school. <laughs> like, yeah, good point. If it's if it's on Netflix or Crave or something, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. But it's really hard to track things down, which I feel like used to be so easy, like Pirate Bay and all that. Like it was easy to find things. And now if it's not on a streaming service, it's such a pain. Yeah, 100%. Well, and they started cracking down a lot, I think, on, like, people downloading stuff illegally. But, alas. So, yeah, their plan, they're going to turn Helio Cafe into a parody Starbucks. So they're going to use names like Dumb Tall, Dumb Grande, Dumb Venti. It's going to be great. But Nathan kind of is selling this idea to Elias, and he's like, okay, are people going to get it? Like, are people going to get this joke? And Nathan comes back pretty hard at him and is like, well, do people get what you're doing now? It's so rough. It's harsh. <laughs> it's, it cuts to the core. Like, an offhand, I feel like you and I have talked about opening up a coffee shop. We've talked about opening up a lot of different businesses. But I feel like a coffee shop would be so fun. And it's like, you know, it's very expensive to run to place. It takes a lot of effort to, like, set up your own business. And to just rip this guy to shreds, oh, Nathan. <laughs> so harsh. This is That's definitely a drink for the drinking game because it's a big cringe, I think. Yeah. And probably a drink for something that's actually illegal, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. He's like, you're not that popular, right? You have no menu. And Elias <laughs> is like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And Elias is really concerned, too. He's like, well, I can't afford a lawsuit from Starbucks, which is a great point. Like, Elias doesn't want to get sued by Starbucks. No one wants to get sued by Starbucks. That sounds horrible. So he's like, are you sure that this is okay? He's kind of like, I need you to really, really check on this. Nathan has checked via Wikipedia, um, but he decides he needs to maybe go a step deeper. So he also enlists our friend Peter J. Marks, who is, of course, an attorney and one of Nathan's law friends. This scene is the biggest cringe. I feel like the whole episode is just piles of cringe, but this was rough. So Peter J. Marks explains that, you know, if people still think it's a Starbucks, it's not okay. And Nathan was trying to say, oh, the word dumb will be there, but it'll be really small so people can't tell. And the general concept is, in fact, to trick people into thinking it's a Starbucks, which is a no-go. So they have to make the word dumb just as big and they have to be very blunt about the fact that it is a parody and have people be aware that it's a parody when going there. Yeah. So, you know, he's very, all of his things that he's saying here make sense to me, right? Like you, yeah, you obviously can't just rip off Starbucks. If you could do that, everyone would be doing that. (laughs) 
Yeah. And then they, I like this line. Apparently my legal footing wasn't as solid as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) And then Peter brought up a way that they could cover themselves. And that would be establishing himself as someone who does parody that would really help them in court if it ever came to that. So if Nathan can show that he's a known parody artist, he's done it before, it makes sense that he's doing it again, people know him for it, that would be a great way to take off any legal heat they might get. Yeah, which is a great plan, you know, like, I'm I'm no lawyer, but it does seem to make sense, like, yeah, if you can prove that you are, in fact, a parody artist, then you're going to be in less hot water than this being kind of your first your first go at it. Yeah. Now to, to cover themselves even more, um, Nathan had snuck a clause into the papers Peter had signed. Um, when he thought he was just signing a release form to be in the video, Nathan had snuck in a clause stating that he would be liable himself for all of the financial ramifications. If Nathan was sued by Starbucks, that Peter would be fully responsible because he's the one who gave them legal guidance and told them that they could do it if they made it a parody. And Peter, in short, freaks out. Yes, they get into a bit of a scuffle um, where Nathan is. Nathan shows him this clause on, on the document that Peter had signed, and Peter grabs it and like pulls it away from Nathan. And they're fighting over this, and it is a whole mess. We've seen Nathan Polis before, too. This is kind of one of his classic moves. Peter should have known. (laughs) He is a lawyer, so, like, yeah, he should have read the release, even if he did just think it was a release for filming. Like, Peter, you know, take 10 minutes and read it. Yeah, it's so funny when Nathan's like, well, okay, that's fine. You can keep the paper, but we have a recording of you signing it. And he's like, what do you mean? No, you don't. And then they cut to the footage of Peter signing it, saying like, oh, man, I'm a lawyer. I really shouldn't be signing this without reading, literally while he's signing it. Yeah, he, you know, Peter made a mistake here, as we all do. But unfortunately, his mistake was also caught on film. But I did learn that if you sign something and you just take it back and hide it in your pocket, all your problems go away. Yeah, it's a very good lesson to learn, Mm -hmm. to be honest. We did ask our friends who are lawyers about this. They were quite confused and thought we were being sued. And after getting over that hurdle, I don't think they really gave us any good advice. Other than that, Nathan definitely was breaking the law with this parody situation. But they did say it really helps him the fact that a lawyer did not read the documents because they are a career that should technically know better and should have read it. Yes. Yes. So we then cut to Elias and Nathan talking about how they're going to have two weeks to establish themselves as parody artists. So they're kind of having this little songwriting session. And we hear that Nathan has booked them a spot at a local open mic night where they're going to perform a selection of songs. This mainly just made me miss open mic nights. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. We used to go all the time in Waterloo. Like, I I used to go, like, every Tuesday, and it was super fun. Yeah, we always had a good time. And I was surprised by, like, I know the writing's not, like, outstanding, but considering how little time they had, I thought they did a really great job. Yeah, I I think that, you know, 
I'm a I'm not like a big parody song person, but I get a kick out of these parody songs. And I, I think they're pretty good. Uh, should we go through the set list? Yeah. Okay, so I have the four songs that we see clips of in the episode, and then there was also a couple of additional songs that were in the DVD extras. So Oh. Yeah, if if anyone didn't hear, Kelly has the extended <laughs> DVD commentary edition. I yes. do not. Yes. So if you're like, I need a Nathan for you expert, it's not me. Yeah, shout out to Kyle C for sending that to me. Literally sending it to me in the mail because he's the best. <laughs> Does he live in Canada? Yeah, he lives in London. Oh, okay. I was like, if he lives somewhere else, that is commitment. Yeah, dedication. So, well, let's go through our little set list that we see first. So our first song that we hear is, of course, I Can't Get No Erection. We hear Not Afraid to Grab My Balls, which I think that of all of them is probably the biggest stretch. Um, (laughs) He literally just adds some words onto the title of the song. I feel like that's what parody songwriting is. (laughs) I guess. To be fair, like, my parody songwriting, quote-unquote, is just me, like, replacing words with meow. So, yeah, I get it. I'd love to hear the album. (laughs) Maybe someday. I think we should rank these songs, and we should, whichever one is our favorite, have it be the intro. I think that's a great idea. We'll definitely Mm -hmm. do that. Um, So we have Royalties, which is a cover of Glycerine. I think that one's also a bit of a stretch. And then we have Shave Tonight. I kind of liked Shave Tonight. Yeah, Shave Tonight is definitely my my number one of the ones that we see in the normal episode. It was also my favorite, and I feel like it's very timely. <laughs> it's very funny, like, you know, it's barely changing the song title, but I think that the lyrics in between are pretty fun, too. The lyrics are very good. Yeah, I think the second one would probably be I Can't Get No Erection. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And then probably not afraid to grab my balls would be. But he is oozing confidence. He is. In that and one. He's, he does grab his balls a lot of times. Yeah. Or at least motions towards it. Seriously. Okay. Do you, want, <laughs> do you want to hear the other songs that we don't get to see in the episode proper? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I will need you to sing and recreate them for me. <laughs> My eyes are closed. I'm only oh, no. picturing Nathan as I hear your sweet sounds. Okay. Well, you know the song All Shook Up by Elvis? Yeah. So he has a version called All Boxed Up. And it's okay. about being dead. Oh. Yeah. We, so I, I didn't write down. Death song. This is a second one, a follow-up to the hit Death is So Sad. Is it better or worse than Death is So Sad? Um, I mean, it's darker, I would say. To talk about being all boxed up. I didn't write down all of the lyrics, but I I definitely remember it being, you know, not as solemn. Are we able to get the recording and play it? Legally or? (laughs) Legally and would it be too much effort for you to add the songs that are missed onto the podcast, creating this exclusive sneak peek of never before heard songs unless you own the DVD? I think it might be a little tough because I would have to rip them from the DVD. Mm-hmm. Unless I can find them on YouTube. And in which case, I think that's probably illegal if I rip them from YouTube, too. If we put the whole song, unfortunately. The, there is zero exclusivity. 
I mean, I know Nathan's a man of the people, but I think he also wants the people to buy his DVD, so. Yeah, I did look up on eBay um, for dumb Starbucks swag. And there I was some, too. and there were a lot of DVDs. Yeah, there's a lot of DVDs. Um, I, in fact, I don't even know how you have something to play a DVD on. If I owned a DVD, there's nothing I could do with it. I mean, I have an Xbox okay. Series X and a whatever PlayStation question mark. They all have <laughs> they all have DVD slash Blu-ray players. So that's very cool. Yeah. I I kind of just play phone games. <laughs> <laughs> I play a lot of, I play an aggressive amount of phone games a day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, we got all boxed up and then we have a beautiful tune, which, okay. I will say the next two that I'm going to talk about are definitely like the most of a stretch of any of these. Cause a beautiful tune is like Christina Aguilera's beautiful. Like I am oh. beautiful. Okay. You're saying but it actually it- really helped. Okay, good. But it's like, he somehow makes it into a beautiful tune. It's kind of a mess. I'm <laughs> The only I'm way saying. I'll understand is if you sing it, to be frank. <laughs> I, I wish I knew the rest of the lyrics, but sadly okay. I did not write them down because I did not want to. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and then the other one... Okay, I only wrote down the title, which is All I Know Is You Gotta Say What You Gotta Be, and now I can't remember what it sounds like. Oh, it's like, you know that song that's like, you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta oh, be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be cool, you gotta be yes. calm, we gotta stick together. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Love so will goes save like, the day. Yes. In fact, I think I know all the words to this song. Wow, Megan, I, I didn't couldn't know. tell you how I've heard that song or why. I'm but glad that we got there. I don't, I'm not like, you know, I'm not the brightest kid out there. <laughs> what? But I remember a hell of a lot of lyrics and I'm so not musical in any way, shape or form. So it goes like the chorus part, like the like, but then what the part where it would say, like, all I know is that it goes, <laughs> all I know is you gotta say what you gotta be. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> Yeah, it's very bad. So what I'm trying to say is the three songs that were not included were cut for good reason. Ah. Oh, there was a longer cut of Not Afraid to Grab My Balls, though. So. Does he ever become afraid to grab his balls? (laughs) I don't know. Do the balls grab back? I would be interested or more interested in the song if there was a bit of a story of why he wasn't afraid. But I guess we'll never know. Maybe he, like, had to overcome that at the beginning. I was trying to think if we bumped into Nathan, is like that the question we have for him? <laughs> I don't know if we could think of something better. You, you get one question. What is it? <laughs> um, do you still talk to Angel from <laughs> that, that is <laughs> the a good episode? One. I would want to know, like, did he actually hang out with anyone after the show that he met on the show? I'd want to know if he, because I'm 99% sure he was married while he was on. The, the hunk. hunk. Maybe that's an inappropriate question for a stranger. <laughs> I'd be like, I am too Canadian and I too went to business school. I bet he gets asked weird stuff all the time. Oh, though. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, those are the songs. Um, we'll definitely include Shave Tonight as the intro. Shave Tonight's my favorite. And as much as we enjoyed them, 
You know, not everyone in the audience did. So we get a little montage of the audience saying their opinion on the set. And someone says, I didn't really like that at all. Someone says, it's not really my cup of tea. And our last person said, he beep sucked. (laughs) So harsh. Very (laughs) harsh. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we've ever been at open mic and like seen someone egregiously bad. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. When I say I went to open mic night every week, I truly did with a group of people who were all musical, except for there were like three of us who weren't musical at all. And like, I would never perform, but I'd like go and support people. And I know two people who like music is truly their passion and they are terrible at it. And it is not on me to tell them. That's like the most tragic thing in the whole world is you just love something so much and you're so bad at it. And it's like, you know what, you can still go to open mic nights and have it be like a fun part of your life and get a lot out of it. But you know, it just it's just not going to be a career. Not that I know anything and maybe you will make it a career. But someone I worked with, he like would send me videos being like, do you think I've ever had like lessons before? And I'd be like, oh, no, I you sound so naturally talented. I'm sure you didn't need it or something. But like he was so bad. And it's like one, I work with you quite a bit. So this like I don't want things to be awkward. And two, that is so inappropriate for a coworker to be sending you like, was it like him singing? Yeah. (laughs) I'm. I'm going to, like, fall out of this desk chair. (laughs) (laughs) He would, like, play guitar and sing. And I think he sent it to other people, too. Like, we were just friends at work. He was just, like, an all right guy. And I think he just really wanted other people's opinion on his musical talents. And I don't think he's very good. But I'm not telling him that. Like, that is on your mother or father or sister or good friend. This cannot possibly be on your random coworker to shatter your heart and make things awkward at work. Like, it just can't possibly be on me. That's, wow. I'm flabbergasted. I also, like, briefly saw someone who, it's kind of the same thing, where, like, they loved music, but it was, in my humble, untalented opinion... <laughs> not their calling and it was very annoying to have to listen to (laughs) oh my god you know who I'm talking about though yes I do know exactly (laughs) who you're talking about (laughs) they shall remain unnamed but that's really funny yeah (laughs) so yeah if you know someone in your life that's not talented at music it's not your business to to break their dreams just be an encouraging supporter friend I don't know, though. I feel like maybe you should be that person. Unless you yourself are, like, very talented and good at singing or, like, something in music, playing an instrument. Like, I feel that I have no place. Like, I am a terrible singer. I can't play any instruments. I played percussion for a few years. That's it. Like, it. I am. who am I to tell someone who has any musical talent that they're not just amazing in every way? quite frankly. I just can't believe someone was unprompted sending you like singing videos. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. 
And I really hate it when people sing to me. It's like one of my least favorite things. It's happened to me like twice. One person was actually very good, but it's like, what do you do with your hands? There's too much eye contact because they're just looking at you singing and you're just there. And like, do you clap? It's just like the world's worst experience. I just hated every second of it. Was was this person singing like love songs or was it like original music? Was it were they suddenly, covering suddenly like Maroon Five? She will be loved. Like what's going the scientist on? Scientist was one of his class. No, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I also just got a flashback of another time someone sung to me. So I was promposed to. Oh my god, Nick. Nick is so popular. No, no, no. But I did say no. And I felt <laughs> terrible about it. But I was literally dating someone else. Oh my god. That is so bold. <laughs> Some so, guy was like, I'm going to propose to you so hard that you're going to dump your boyfriend. Well, apparently he told me that he wasn't sure if we were like officially dating or not. But oh, okay. I feel like it was kind of clear. It was just very awkward. He like brought me to a beach and had like cleared it off. And then with like six and stones wrote the word prom in big letters with a question mark. And yeah, he had like a guitar and sang Wonderwall. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh no, not Wonderwall. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. But yeah, the scientist was the other guy. And that was super awkward too. Not that I'm ever going to meet anyone that listens to this, but please don't sing to me. I just never know what to do with my arms. <laughs> I don't know how to stand there and get sung to. And this is no longer a problem in my life. <laughs> but it's just Yet. the most awkward. No, Connor, you just, Connor can't sing. It's fine. Oh, I'm talking about me. You just oh. wait until we're not in a police state anymore. I'm going to come. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to come by your house. And- I feel like I'd be okay with you singing to me or like <laughs> a friend like doing karaoke or something fun. But if someone's like seriously looking you in the eye and trying to like convey emotion to you through song, it rattles me to my core. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. I cannot. Cause like, I'm such a bad singer that when I sing, it can't possibly be, like, romantic or meaningful. I just, like, can't relate. I like <laughs> listening to you from afar. Like, don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> like, sing on stage, play it in a CD. Honestly, better to send me a video where I don't have to, have to actually, like, talk to you about it to your face. And I'll be like, yes, you're very talented, amazing. Just don't do not do it to my face. Now, if anyone sends you a video, they're going to be second guessing. They're just going to be like, wait, am I actually good? Or is Meg just placating me because she feels bad? Quite frankly, I'm not the person you should be asking. So no matter what my opinion is, <laughs> even if I'm saying you're stunning and amazing and I mean it, what, what on earth do I know? <laughs> Although I do watch an aggressive amount of The Voice and like American Idol clips, like my one thing is sometimes I'll just watch The Voice, I guess, or any sort of singing clip. There's a whole bunch of different shows and I'll just like cry looking at my phone at how talented <laughs> and amazing they are. And I'm just like, your life is going to change. And then their parents are crying and their parents are so proud. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> just relate. like, just crying. <laughs> oh, I feel that deeply. Yeah. <laughs> we need to channel more of the that guy fucking sucked energy. And like, you know, 
Just be straight but up. He didn't people. have to do it to Nathan's face. That's true. He was one step removed. Because literally to you guys, I'm saying he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I am doing exactly what they're doing. <laughs> I didn't even know people actually did that, to be honest. But maybe just because it's never happened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know like a a lot of people who sing and who are musical, or at least in university I did. And I knew yeah. someone who had like a bunch of songs on SoundCloud. SoundCloud and, rapper. And he was like, okay, but I didn't have to like hear him sing to my face. So it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nathan, you know, he tries to gauge whether or not this parody show was popular or not. He goes to Twitter and he sees that no one is talking about him being a parody artist on Twitter. So he's like, oh, like I need to do more. So he decides he's going to do a visual art show. And so he tries to call Elias. And Elias is like, yo, I'm too busy. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. And Nathan's pretty upset about that. He's like, why isn't this your number one priority? Like, what's going on, dude? So Nathan moves on with the visual art show without Elias. He books a spot in a gallery and he passes out flyers for the next Friday. And it's called Think Twice Parody Art Show. So, a few points. One, I'm very excited about the art show. I actually thought it was very fun. I agree. But, quickly first, after season one, I really feel like if you search Nathan Fielder parody, like, something would come up, which makes me think it's fake. So, that's a good point. Um, I'm like, not... he's done so many funny bits. I wonder... Because it was specifically Nathan Fielder parody. It's possible people weren't, like, tweeting about him, like, parodying stuff then, right? Like, I bet if he searched, like, Nathan Fielder viral video, like, something about the the petting zoo would come up. But mm-hmm. I think just because it was, like, so specific. nothing. Yeah, I did, I did just look up Nathan Fielder parody. Ooh, how many hits did you get? Oh, I don't know. How can you tell? Eh, just, like, a quick glance, even. Lots. <laughs> Many. <laughs> a big old scroll down and there's still more. Oh my. Someone did say, um, oh, I lost it. Why doesn't Taylor Swift just do what Nathan Fielder did, put dumb in front of the title of every song and call it a parody? Oh my God. I don't want to get into that too much, but wow. I definitely drove around listening to Fearless. Uh for hours last week taylor's version oh my god so magical so i did list out a bunch of the different art pieces that we see if we want to go through those quickly as well yes all right so we have tgi fart we have jamba jews we have the tank of america which there's one guy who's a big fan of that one we have Woodfellas, of course, a parody of the Goodfellas movie poster that says, what about all the trees on it? Um, we have a Coke can that's shooting a kid with an arrow, which that one I think is my favorite. <laughs> like that, that one, I could see in a real art installation. It was so dramatic. The kid was such a, such a trooper. <laughs> he looked really bored. <laughs> the, Coke, the person in the Coke suit was such a trooper. That's true. That poor intern. <laughs> Um, we had 769 instead of 711. 
Fruit in the Room, which is that like – That was pr- actually probably my favorite. <laughs> it's such a dad joke. That one was my favorite, I think. Yeah. Okay. There was one that I could not figure out what it was supposed to be, but it was someone dressed up as like – or not – it might not have been a person. Was it like Spider-Man, but they were covered yeah. in money? <laughs> yeah. I I don't know the, the meaning behind all of these, but it was fun to look at, which is pretty good for an art gallery. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the only ones that I couldn't figure out. Um, there's and then like he a- just put wigs on stuff. Yeah, there was some wigs on toilets, which I also didn't understand. I was trying to figure out if that was like like a Donald Trump thing, but then I was like, this is this a little too early for that? Like, yeah. I don't know. There was a wooden noose, too, which I didn't really know what that was about. Um, 1806 flags, which I really liked. It just has a stuffed horse with like a toddler riding it that was pretty fun yeah i think well one a lot of people actually showed up yes which was good so i couldn't tell you if they were hired or not but i think they actually did a really good job of handing out flyers and getting people to show up and like really be interested in looking around so it was much more successful than their open mic night definitely and i actually thought the art was pretty fun like yeah i liked it like yeah, parodying logos is pretty cool. I don't know. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Also, we've been to like a lot of art galleries together. And I feel like this is one that we would seek out. Yeah, it's just a really good activity. If you don't know what to do and your city has an art gallery near it, just go. I mean, not right now, but but one day. Maybe if you're <laughs> if you're not in Ontario, you can go places. Yeah, we have no gauge of what's going on outside of our province, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit trapped in a bubble. Yes. Let's not get ourselves too depressed now. I was like, I would explain, but I don't even want to because it's so depressing. If you want to, you can Google what's going on in Ontario right now. And I'm sure that other places have it worse as well, but it's just moving real slow over here. (laughs) We're just going real slow. (laughs) Yep. So Elias didn't show up to the art show. Which... I'm wondering if he wasn't invited, because if he really didn't show up, to be honest, I'm on Nathan's side. That's pretty terrible of him not to even show up when Nathan did so much work for him. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, maybe he didn't tell him, or I don't know what's going on. But Nathan's pretty upset, so he goes to the Helio Cafe with Peter J. Marks, and essentially he's going to get Peter to break up with Elias. Which... To start with, I was certainly surprised that Peter walked into the room with Nathan. So obviously they had come to some sort of reconciliation, which is nice. Yeah, I'm surprised that he even wanted to be near Nathan. I wonder if he still had the release in his pocket. I'm sure he would have burned it. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. So Elias is pretty, I don't know, he seems pretty like indifferent. Yeah, he just kind of nods and says... Like, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to pursue like legal action? And he's like, no, not at this time. And they leave. And so essentially, Nathan decides because he's not helping at all, he's not putting in nearly as much effort. He wants to just do the full idea by himself and doesn't want Elias to have any part of it. Yeah. So he rents out a vacant space in Los Feliz. Um, he posts an ad online for some baristas who have previously worked at Starbucks, and he meets up with the applicants. 
Nathan puts out an application online to hire ex-Starbucks baristas to work for dumb Starbucks. And I just wanted to read the posting. So this is clearly on Kijiji or Craigslist, but it says, New coffee shop seeks ex-Starbucks employees. Looking for hardworking, loyal staff to join our team. No criminal record of plus, but not necessary. May be required to explain parody law to customers. Wow, very specific. And this was in 2014. Wow. On February 2nd at 11.34 (laughs) a.m. PDT. Oh, and it is Craigslist because there's an email address. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, we do get two applicants. So we get Jeremiah and Amber. And one of the questions that Nathan asks Jeremiah during the interview is, do you have a good sense of humor? Oh my gosh, his answer is not good. (laughs) It's so bad. This is not a good interview answer. Yeah, he describes the weather. I have the whole thing written out, if you like. Oh, please read it. (laughs) So Nathan says, do you have a good sense of humor? He says, yeah, I think so. Nathan says, so let's see some of that. And they play out a little scene. um, And he says, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Great, yeah, it's going well. It's going well. How's the weather? You enjoying the weather? I'm realizing while I'm doing this (laughs) that it's very hard to read both lines without saying Nathan says and Jeremiah says every two seconds. You're doing You enjoying the weather? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Should I put on a different voice for the different people? Only if you want to. I'm not. It's just too warm. (laughs) and I'm getting over sickness too. So it's even more warm than I'd like it to be. And then Nathan says, that was funny. And Jeremiah says, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so awkward. And he says, Jeremiah was perfect for the job. So, yeah, I did a really bad job of reading that and having you <laughs> understand who said what part. But it's not funny to say it's too hot outside and you are sick and therefore warmer. So I you're really uncomfortable. I think especially right now. It's just like, you know, kind of a faux pas to be meeting up with someone and mentioning that you might be sick. I I think that's generally frowned upon currently during the COVID pandemic. But even outside of COVID, you know, general rule of thumb, if you're a little warm, if you've got a little bit of a fever, don't go see other people. But he thinks it's very funny. Um (laughs) Which I don't quite know what he was getting at. Um, I just don't see the joke in this. But I also don't know what I would have done had they asked. Yeah, I think it would catch me pretty off guard to be asked, do you have a good sense of humor? Because I don't really know how you are supposed to portray that. Oh, I have been asked that for the job I currently have because I have to be funny online. Um, on like our social media, they're very much like, there's a very specific sense of humor that I have to like write all of our copy in. And in the interview, I just told him what shows I liked and what I thought was funny to say like, this is what I think's funny. And this is an example of what I think my sense of humor is like. And then I wrote out some examples of like posts that I would do or copy I would do. But I think giving examples or of like your own writing or examples of things that you find funny that people can watch and relate to is easier than just having to like pull out a joke. Like that would be super difficult. Yeah. I 
Maybe I need to start like just keeping a dad joke on hand. I think so. I have one that I like stole from an ex-boyfriend like many years ago. I have a good one too. Oh, mine is very specific though. And it's only at the time 2.30. So anytime someone says that it's 2.30, I always like to say, oh, I'm late. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm late for my dentist appointment. Get it? 2.30? Oh, oh. (laughs) I did not like that. Do I have a bad sense of humor? (laughs) No, I think uh, he's an ex-boyfriend for a reason. (laughs) We should just leave him there. I don't think he listens to this podcast. If he does, uh, sorry I stole your joke 15 years ago. And if he does, I burned ya. Yeah, if he doesn't, yeah, get wrecked. Get wrecked, you loser. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, what I'm about to say is also not funny, but if someone asks you what your weakness is in an interview, answer with like chips or or, like a snack you like. I like that. That's fun. (laughs) Never admit weakness. (laughs) You should just say that. I like to be like, I'm a workaholic or whatever. Oh, I'm always like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I care too much. My job becomes my whole life. I don't make time for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what an actual trash question to ask. Like, not a single soul on earth is going to be honest. Yeah. If you're a hiring manager, please stop asking that question. Also, post salaries. Also post your salary online, <laughs> also, please. dear Lord, yeah. Stop wasting our time. So, actually, I believe Amber is asked what her greatest weakness is, and she says that she's too nice, which I think might be true. Now, Nathan is taken <laughs> aback by this answer because his weakness is also <laughs> being too nice. Of course. And he just goes, oh, <laughs> They give each other a look, or at least he gives her a look. Yeah. And I think it's one-sided. Quite frankly, Nathan thought Sparks flew. Nathan was putting on that Fearless Taylor's uh, version album, driving around the parking lot. No, I also wonder if that makes a good pairing. Two really nice people? <sighs> I don't know. I can't relate to that either. <laughs> I think there's a difference between being nice and being like, this is a flaw because you are too nice. I don't know. I know it's something you just say. I think people who are like too nice avoid people like me. So I don't even know if I know anyone who I'd consider to be too nice. Wow. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you loud and clear. (laughs) We talk so much shit on this podcast. No one's calling us too nice. (laughs) I only talk shit about people I don't think will listen. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get a message someday like, I heard what you said about me. (laughs) Hey, am I that employee you think can't sing? And I'd be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one else does that. You're a weirdo. (laughs) No, I'd be I would I would honestly be like, oh, no, it wasn't you. (laughs) It was someone else who sent me videos of them singing. I mean, he's never going to listen to this podcast. I mean, they are never going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we have Amber. We have Jeremiah. And Nathan gives them their uniforms. He's like, we're going to do employee orientation. He lays out a code of conduct about relationships. Oh, my God. This is the worst (laughs) 
like two minutes of my life. Like this is horrid to listen to. I hate it. I did not like it. I so hate like, it so much. <laughs> he's like, yeah, any relationships need to be reported to me, the manager. And he says, just to get everything out in the open, you know, we're going to go through who everyone's attracted to. And he makes oh. Amber go first. <laughs> and so she says, well, like, I guess Nathan. And Nathan Nathan says, is chuffed to bits <laughs> by this answer. very happy. He says, oh, yeah, well, obviously I'm most attracted to Amber. And then he wants to really make sure that Jeremiah heard that. So that, that mean. Was the, the situation. This would be so awkward like i cannot believe she stays working there i know i well we'll get into it in a bit but she is an actress so Mm. yeah and i guess they are on camera yeah and i wonder how much they're getting paid too but so everything's super awkward but we must move on jeremiah and amber do stay on staff yeah and they open up and people do start coming in thinking that it is a real Starbucks. They start getting a lot of questions specifically regarding the health department. There's one customer who's like, oh, okay, so like does the health department come in and like know you guys are here? Nathan explains like, oh, no, we're actually technically an art installation. So the coffee is part of the art. And if you were to get food poisoning, then that would just be part of the art too. Yeah, part of the artistic experience, which they they did not order any food or coffee. They left. Yeah, (laughs) probably a good call, I would say. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't question them that much, to be honest. But if someone was like, it's technically a part of the artistic experience if you get sick. I'd be like, mm, not for me. Yeah, I mean, the likelihood of getting sick from coffee is exceptionally low. Like, unless there's something wrong with the water, like, it's pretty much impossible. But uh, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who came up with this whole like it's an art installation, it's fine thing. But uh, yeah, this would not fly in Ontario. I can for certain say that. Yeah, I guess you you have all the info we need. The one thing you did tell me, the one piece of information you've been like, do not leave rice out. Yes. And I almost never make rice, but when I do and it gets left out, like I'll still eat it. Yes. You should not leave your rice out at room temperature for more than two hours. So after you cook it, if it's like above room temperature, it's fine. But if it's not, if it's at room temp, that's really bad because there's this organism called Bacillus cereus, which can reproduce in the rice, and then it can. I don't be really like sick. the word "reproduce" in the rice. I mean, it's kind of what happens. That's just like the most unfortunate phrasing. Like grow in the rice, like a bacteria growing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's more growing technically, but I can stomach growing. I can't stomach reproducing. It is okay sushi rice because you add the vinegar to it mm. though and it changes the pH level enough that that's okay. But that's pretty much the only way I consume rice is via sushi, so I feel better. Yeah. But you're not going to leave sushi at a room temp anyway. That'd be disgusting. Although so- it is it if I'm going to leave it, you can cut this out. If I'm going to leave it for like half an hour and go back for a little snacky, I would I would choose to leave it on the counter. And not the fridge because the temperatures are just way too different. 
Like if you take it out of the fridge to eat, like the rice is too hard. You can't microwave the fish. Like it's a whole thing. Well, a half an hour is okay. It's just when you get to like that two hour okay. situation, then mm-hmm. we're in trouble. But yeah, okay. They kind of talk about like the health department stuff as if it's like very difficult and there's like a lot of barriers and I d- it might be completely different in California. I think you might need some sort of like business um, like certificate or something, but here in Ontario, at least it's actually like pretty easy to get up and running because they already are in a space, which it looked like it was previously like a kitchen. So for the most part, like the inspection stuff we done, all of the food they were selling was prepackaged. So that's like not a big deal for health inspectors. And they're really only making coffee. So had they wanted to get inspected by a health inspector, at least if they were here, it would have been like not a big deal whatsoever. But Yeah, they probably wanted to have it closed down so they could move on with their show. 100%. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting a lot of business. So yes. Nathan decides he's going to go stand outside of a Starbucks and to customers walking by, pitch dumb Starbucks and try to swindle them into coming over to his coffee shop instead. He says, first coffee's on him. Pretty good offer. Yeah, and the Starbucks, I imagine this is probably the manager comes out and is very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to hear what complaints she got. Like, was someone just coming in like, hey, is that guy in the parking lot with you guys? Like, what's going on? He's trying to get us to go to a different Starbucks. It's probably the film crew that they saw. Oh, good point. Yeah. But yeah, so the manager from the Starbucks gets mad at Nathan and they have an argument, tells him that he needs to leave. He can't promote his business on Starbucks property. They really didn't seem like they were on Starbucks property in the parking lot. Also, I feel like this is really getting more attention on to dumb Starbucks, like from real Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But so we flash to the next day. And we hear that Jeremiah had called Nathan to say that there was a huge line outside the door. Um, Someone had posted a dumb Starbucks on a straight bodybuilding message board. Our favorite bodybuilding (laughs) message board. (laughs) Yes, we're very familiar with the bodybuilding message board. And just to sneak in real quick before we move on, the username of the person who posted was Straight Flexin. Straight Flexin, baby. Straight Flexin. So... Apparently, dumb Starbucks is being covered on a bunch of different places, like today, Fox, CBS, MSNBC, in other languages. And they talk about how there's dumb Nora Jones duets, and dumb Starbucks has become a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's wild. At this point, we also see a bunch of people who are being interviewed as well. And they're kind of drawing a lot of uh, meaning from dumb Starbucks. Someone's saying like, oh, yeah, it's a form of protest. And they're like, oh, it might be Banksy. Like, that's the rumor. And everyone is is very excited to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. And Nathan thought it was nice people could draw meaning from a business that was just there to make money. But if you exactly. have if you get meaning out of it, that's nice. This is very funny to me because, so, I live in Toronto, and Toronto is, like, very well known for having really trendy stuff that people will line up for hours for. So, you know, a couple years ago, like, black ice cream was, like, a huge thing, and people would line up for hours to get this, like, black ice cream. 
I can 100% see if there was something that was rumored to be Banksy, like, days, people would line up there. Is there anything you would line up for? Um, I'm trying to think. Probably not, <laughs> to be honest. I'm pretty yeah. anti-line. Yeah. Uh, I've waited in too many lines in the cold for, like, shitty clubs in university. I'm yeah. done with lines. We'll do a drive-by. Like, if there's a long line at a place, like, I'm not going anymore. Yeah, 100%. Plus, like, a lot of places now, too, I'm like, well, I'd rather just, like, wait and go on, like, an off day or, like, make a reservation or something or wait, like, six months for when no one cares anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to think, have we been into any of the really weird, trendy places here? Have you been to the Harry Potter bar? Did we go there together? No, the Lockhart? I have not been. That place looks super cool, though. It's Um, pretty fun. Um, it was at its peak trend when I didn't, when I lived in Kingston. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. We have a Harry Potter themed bar here in Toronto called the Lockhart. Mm -hmm. Well, loosely Harry Potter themed. I think it's technically just like fantasy themed. They have a bunch of stuff named after. Yeah, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to, to say the words Harry Potter. Like when I worked at the escape room, the amount of people that would ask us every week, like, are you going to open up a Harry Potter room? was just outrageous so uh we opened a wizarding school room which you are allowed to do (laughs) but you cannot say harry potter and i have played a few quote-unquote harry potter rooms that have like four colored houses at a magical school but they're just like (laughs) certain words you can't use alice in wonderland is fair game i'm pretty sure though and anyone can use that Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff under Fair Use Law now. Like, The Great Gatsby just came into Fair mm-hmm. Use Law, which is fun. Um, I will say, we have waited in line at Harry Potter World. That's true. I mean, you can't avoid it. And I know that kind of goes against what I said. But I guess, like, if I know eventually I'll get there, or if I have tickets to something, like, that's fine, because I've already bought the ticket. But if you're, like, waiting for something and you don't know if you'll get in, and you don't know how long the wait will be... That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay to wait in line at theme parks. Because they'll tell you how long it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the experience. Yeah. That was was super fun. We have all these rumors. There's also people selling dumb Starbucks cups on eBay for like $500. They got... Okay. So there's people selling the actual cups that they get from the store. But then there's a ton of people outside selling fake merch. And they got that merch made so quickly. Like, yeah, I have no like we're currently ordering a bunch of merch at work and it's taking like weeks and weeks and weeks and blah, blah, blah. And it was like overnight. People have hats, mugs, all this stuff. I'm like, how are you doing it? It was pretty wild. And um, I feel like this happens a lot at like concerts, too, where like you'll be coming out of the concert and there's random people selling like bootleg merch. It always makes me laugh really hard. But they have notice. They're yeah. like, I'm aware that there's going to be this concert here and they have time to prep. Like, the the fake merch people at Dumb Starbucks are the top of the game. I wonder if they own, like, a t-shirt shop. They must, or something. That's, like, the only answer. Mm-hmm. Now, did you also look up Dumb Starbucks stuff on eBay? I very briefly went to look and see if there was any cups for sale right now, but I couldn't find any of, the, like, the original paper cups just from a very brief glance. No, the only thing that I could find that's like from the show is the Diarrhea Times, which is current. The highest bid is currently $102.50 American, and there's still five days left. 
Yes. And we do have someone who has the Diarrhea Times who will be coming on the podcast. So yeah, that'll be stay fun. tuned. But yeah, they, they worked overtime to get the fake merch out. Um, and Nathan kind of is very surprised by how successful this all is. I did read some like interviews where he said that they, they really didn't think that it would go viral or anything like that. They thought it would just be like another part of the show. Um, but he ends up gathering the media. He's going to make a big announcement. So they have kind of a press conference going on. And he says, of course, they're going to open a second location in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised to hear that they didn't think it would be that successful. Because, of course, it gained, like, a crazy amount of success, which is probably, like, you could have never guessed that. But I'm surprised they didn't think it would be at least a little bit because, like, they rented a whole building. They completely renovated it. Like, they put a lot of money into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... Like, I feel like a lot of this show, they kind of just do stuff and they're like, oh, we'll just see what sticks. I think we kind of saw that when we had the three segments that got cut in season one. And Dumb Starbucks just, for whatever reason, really stuck. Mm -hmm. So Nathan basically says that he's so excited that, like, people want to be around him and that his idea has resonated with the whole world. There's even a clip of him on Jimmy Kimmel where he brings Jimmy a, I think, like a hat and a mug and some croissants and muffins. And his head is in the clouds. He's just feeling great. Yeah, every major network in America wants to know his story. He's very popular. Yes. Now, all of this comes crashing down. (sighs) Yes. Because the LA Health Department closes down dumb Starbucks. Yes, so the health department does shut them down. Um, and Nathan realizes, you know, there was one person all along who offered to help with the health department stuff. That's Elias. Yes, so he goes back to Elias to ask for advice, but Elias says that they aren't friends and that his friends don't have lawyers telling him his rights and don't have lawyers and producers following them around. And he really emphasizes the fact that Nathan is not someone who he would be friends with because of these things. Yeah. It's pretty sad. I agree with Elias, though. I'd be pissed if one of our friends brought a lawyer to, like, scare me out of doing something. Yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, that was a bit much. Part of me is like, Elias, you bailed on the parody songs. You didn't help with the art installation. What did you help with? The concept wasn't your idea. I mean, he came up with a couple parody songs at least. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Nathan could have done it in a nicer way. He he yeah. should have, instead of, I'm like a big second chance, third chance, fourth chance person. <laughs> so it's like if you're upset that he didn't come to the art show, maybe just have a quick talk and say like, hey, I'd love you to participate a little bit more. Like I was a little bummed you didn't come see all the work I put in for you. Yeah. Well... Nathan kind of is pretty bummed after all this. But I feel like it shows that Elias is not a shallow person because his friends do not have producers and cameras following them around. He doesn't, yeah. care. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't need Hollywood. No. Okay. So Nathan, alas, his, his coffee shop has been closed down. He lost a friend. Yeah. He says if the devil is an artist, Nathan might be his greatest piece yet. 
bold. <laughs> so deep. So deep. But yeah, he kind of says like, oh, I started this to help a struggling small business. But what is success if you hurt people? So we see the end where, you know, he says he wants to start righting his wrongs. He gives Jeremiah a blessing to pursue Amber. <laughs> and after that, whatever happens, happens. And he puts a sign up on the door of dumb Starbucks that says closed for coffee, go to the Helio Cafe. So I guess that was nice. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. There was a little extra stuff in the press conference shown in the DVD footage, too, if we want to go over that. Yeah. Tell me all about it. Yeah, so there's like a full 15-minute copy of the entire press conference. So I just wrote down a couple of the things that stood out to me. Someone asks, you know, who are you? Nathan says that he's the founder and president. He's a Canadian businessman. His ideas are very creative. And he also says that Starbucks have not contacted him at this time, but he's very sad and they're going to lose him as a customer if they pursue action against Nathan. So apparently Nathan is a big Starbucks fan. If only we knew his drink. I know. Um, someone asks him if he's an actor and he says no. And they, a lot of people push him being like, is this for your TV show? Like, what TV show do you have? So he talks about how he has a TV show called Nathan for You. That's a reality show. Um, someone does actually ask him what his favorite drink at Dumb Starbucks is. Mm. And it's the Wubby Dubby Latte. <laughs> um, he doesn't really explain what that is, though. But they also say that they buy their beans from Ralph's, which is like a local <laughs> grocery store, which is pretty funny. And a lot of people said that the coffee from Dumb Starbucks was really bad. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh, someone also did ask if this was like a Comedy Central marketing campaign. And Nathan says no, like they didn't actually know we were going to do this. So don't know if that's true, but it's an interesting answer. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit more information on online about this episode as well um people apparently stood in line for over an hour to get free coffee and people were really mad that the coffee was really really bad but it was free i feel like how free. bad can bad coffee be yeah that's fair i feel like if it's really bad you just like put a lot of milk and cream in it yeah like there's so many bad coffee shops that are just, like, any, like, fast food place. It's kind of, like, it all tastes the same. Like, I don't know. How horrid can a free cup of coffee be? Truly. Um, and also Starbucks you chose to wait in this line. Yeah, just don't wait in long lines, like we said. Yeah. You're just there to try to get a cup to sell on eBay. Yeah, stop Because you think Banksy did it. <laughs> um, Starbucks did send an email to media outlets, too, and basically said, like, we're evaluating next steps. We appreciate the humor, but they can't use our name, which is protected trademark. And a law professor from Notre Dame who specializes in trademark law, when he was asked about it, he said that the court would be bothered by how much of the Starbucks trademark was used. He's like, it's not just that they use a name, but, like, it literally looked... The logo. Like, exactly the same. But they weren't didn't end up actually being sued by Starbucks. That's good. I mean, yeah. I feel like they that's probably why they let it get closed down. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, like, try to get a health inspector or anything to fix that. Yeah. It is, like, I don't know. 
it's pretty funny. Like, I would definitely take a picture if I saw a dumb Starbucks, but. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I did read online that this is not the first time Nathan has used dumb in front of something. So he has, oh. in 2008, he started a YouTube channel called Dumb Nathan on Your Side. <gasps> what? Where he posted a bunch of videos, and I can't find too much about it, but I'm assuming it's where he does his little skits. But maybe outside of this hour has 22 minutes. I'm not sure. I'd have to watch a few. I like read about it right before we started. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it's different than Nathan on your side, unless he's trying to do the same parody thing. And that's ultimately where he got the idea from. (laughs) Must have been. Um, Allegedly, this like whole stunt also brought a lot of new people to watch Nathan for you. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And this is part of the reason why... We don't have Nathan for you anymore because after this, he got so famous and well-known that it was a lot harder to go out and pull off these stunts. That is too bad, I guess. But if you were to ask everyone that watches Nathan for you, what was the first episode you watched? Dumb Starbucks is probably a pretty high percentage of that. Yeah. I mean, it's a really fun episode and it's like really easy to follow and it's just so wild. Mm -hmm. So totally makes sense. It's not my favorite episode of the series, but it is a very good episode. Yes. Um, And I do have to do the update on our friends at the Helio Cafe, which has permanently closed, sadly. Yeah. I hope they're friends, though. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, the owner, like, after Dumb Starbucks aired, um, Elias told reporters that he had to fire all of his staff, like, soon after because he literally couldn't afford to pay people. So... Kind of a bummer, but there is also some other info on Amber. Oh, yeah. She's an actual actress, right? Yeah. So she is in a couple of different things. She was in the Happy video short, like the Pharrell Williams song. Oh. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's in a bunch of like random other stuff, kind of like a lot of shorts and a lot of B type movies it looks like so that's fun though that's super cool I'd take a B-list movie career oh 100% good for her proud of her Mm -hmm. it explains why she dealt with all of that to be frank (laughs) yeah it does not say on her IMDb if she's with Jeremiah or not so we won't know if he pursued her I mean how do you get over someone picking one of two people in the room over you (laughs) how do you get over Nathan that's true. You don't. Mm-hmm. You just don't. But I think that's uh, I think that's dumb Starbucks. I think that's everything I have. Yeah. I do think it's interesting. Now we were trying to look into find more information about it. I've heard that people study this at school, write case studies on it. So it's like made ripples outside of the little Nathan Nathan for you world. I think people actually have studied it, which is very interesting. Oh, I have not heard that. What do they they talk like about the parody law stuff or just about yeah. the business? Both. Yeah, I read. Oh, cool. I think it was on Reddit that someone was saying that they took a class where they had to study this episode and, you know, analyze it. Oh, cool. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to find a report online, but I could only find like newspaper articles about it at the time. I, I was hoping to find like a class or like someone's presentation. 
Yeah. I kind of hope that when the new show that Nathan and the Safdie brothers are working on comes out, that maybe they do some kind of like really wild pop-up similar to like a dumb Starbucks because that would be very cool. Yeah, that would be fun. Although I think they probably learned from this that if Starbucks had sued, they'd probably win. True. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, not like literally dumb Starbucks, but I know the show that they're working on is like a little bit of an HGTV thing. So I could see them doing a cool pop-up like greenhouse or like maybe, I don't know, some kind of plant store. Mm -hmm. A beloved podcast of ours just did an HGTV shows are trash. And they did talk about how the garden portion of HGTV is completely irrelevant. And I thought that was really funny. I was like, I never think about it. But every HGTV show that I've ever seen is just about homes. There are no, they're very limited garden interactions. Yeah. Who cares what gardens? I mean, I did gardening on the weekend. So how dare you? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And by me, I mean, Connor did and I lounged. (laughs) Put your feet up and watched. Pretty much. But he did a really great job. I'm sure he did. But yeah, I mean, I think that's everything for Dumb Starbucks. Um, Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. Follow us on all the socials. We are at Nathan for us pod. Yeah, you can catch us on Clubhouse at Kelly double U with just the letter <laughs> spelled U. <laughs> Is it? It's Y-O-U, right? Yes. Yeah. Kelly, the word double, the full word U. Yes. She's pretty fun to chat with if I do say so <laughs> myself. My name's Megan Bianco. You can also find me on Clubhouse. I'm not going to spell my name for you, but it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, follow us on everything. We're all over the socials. Yeah, I'm going to catch up on our Instagram and Twitter this week, I'm sure. (laughs) I'll get us (laughs) up to date on what episode we're actually on. I still have to edit our last guest, Kyle Picard's face, on probably Cool Connor. Oh, nice. Catch that this week on our socials because we put out... (laughs) fun little cards about each episode most of the time yes and we'll be back again next week to talk about another episode yeah i couldn't tell you what the next episode is do you know what it is not offhand but i will look it up dating website slash party planner oh no i have zero memory of this I really don't like when people use the word daddy, so this is going to be a painful episode for me (laughs) next week. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. I remember the dating website part now after you said that. I don't remember the party planning part. Yeah, I don't remember either, so we'll have to see what that's about. That's fun, though. I like it when we don't remember. At the beginning of every episode, we're like, I forgot about that. That was so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Daddy's watching. (laughs) I want to jump out of my own skin just reading that title. (laughs) Very rough. All right. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side. (laughs) 